0: should we just turn the entire hour over, like maybe Thursday or Friday, over to Kevin Lonquist and just let him talk about his daughters and give them some shout outs? And I, I guess what he was getting at was one of his daughters had broken the news on his behalf or something about
1: i'm still I'm the, still confused. I think what one of two things happened. either she runs the Baylor Rivals Instagram account. Oh, okay. And she did it. But I think I think what actually happened was, and, and Kevin was speaking like a man who doesn't dabble in Instagram, which is perfectly fine. We could probably all use less social media in our life. But he announced like most commitment most commits announce their make their announcement on Twitter. Or if they're gonna do it on Instagram, they do it on both. But this young man from Coppell, the tackle, he only announced it on Instagram. So I guess his daughter is on Instagram. Kevin's not.
0: Oh. She must have noticed the. She noticed saw it, and it. Brought it to yeah. Brought it to Kevin's
1: attention and tipped him off. So he so he didn't miss it because of her.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate Kevin and uh, you know for being our resident expert. We also have other folks. Uh, Garrett's out there always on the. He's always got his ear to the ground. Tim Watkins is always out there looking around, uh, for that two four seven. But uh, Rivals, Lonquist, my longtime pal he takes a peek at things. And then are you know some of our but other buddies in other areas that shall not be named. We see what they're up to. They do a great job on all that recruiting stuff. Steven the the one I'm uh, the one I'm kind of excited about and you've been tweeting about this a little bit yourself and even mentioned it. There's a there's a guy that you know I like it when they oh we're down to 7. Okay. Oh Baylor's in the final 4. Okay. I most of those I just kind of just kind of, you know, kind of move on from. But when it gets down to a final two, and there's this one that is like a Baylor versus Texas situation. Uh, Steven, can you bring me up to date? Like, when do do we think that announcement's going to go down? Because I I love a good old Big 12, an old SWC-type battle over a player. And right now it looks like the Bears and the Longhorns are squaring off for one, excellent. I believe we've got him as a four-star player.
1: He is, yeah, Four-star outside linebacker, uh, Derek Brown. He's from Texarkana. A really good really good edge rusher. Um, I he's He plays at Texas High there in Texarkana. I've yeah. not seen a date for his announcement, but I would imagine it's, it's soon. He's taken all of his official visits that he's going to go on as of now, and he's down to his final two, as you said, um, Texas and Baylor. So I would think... Maybe next week we'll get a decision from Derek, but um, he was, and I asked Kevin about this and Kevin, who is obviously someone who's done this for years and is a veteran. uh, He he was a little more tempered than I am, but he was tweeting when he visited Waco this past weekend that he was really liking the city and um, enjoying, you know, his official visit on campus. I know Zach Pyron, the, the big quarterback commit for Baylor, has been very active in trying to recruit other kids to come there. Like he's anybody that mentions Baylor's offered them or that they've visited, he makes sure to be like, "Hey, come on, let's let's build something here." Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see if that's uh, if that's worked as far as gaining ground. But yeah, a nice job by the staff because Derek Brown, I think a couple of weeks ago, I just assumed he would end up at Texas or Texas A and M, and now he's got Baylor and Texas in his top two.
0: All right, and uh, Stephen, I-, I can't reveal too much, but uh, the Mosley and Simcox show is kind of responsible for sending the Bears on the thirty-first of July. There's a camp, and there's a big, big-time kid from the class of two thousand twenty-four. Long acted like he knew it the other day, and he had the wrong name. But we're kind of twenty twenty-four.
1: Wow, Matt, we're
0: keeping this below the radar. This happens to be someone that uh, Glenn Stretch-Smith and I know pretty well, and we've kind of been scouting this kid out a little bit. And uh, he's going to – Bears are going to have a look at him. Now, everybody's had a look at him, LSU, A&M. Uh, he, he's had some really good camp visits. And um, and so I, I think um, I think it's good. I also, Stephen, thought about you – I don't know if I sent you that story or not, and I sent it to some of the parents I know of, of uh, big-time recruits. It was a story of a kid whose dad played in the NFL – but the kid just decided to cancel all his social media. It was causing anxiety and all this kind of stuff. And he just got off Instagram. He got off Twitter. He got off everything. And, and I think he has, like, some friend maybe runs his Twitter account. But he, he doesn't get on there. And, and they stopped going to camps. They just said, you know what, if this is going to happen – You know, it's going to happen. And what's interesting is some of the teams that have recruited him, I want to say Michigan State, can't remember exactly who else is in the mix. Uh, As the story goes, Stephen, they got real interested in this because they just thought, this is pretty cool. I mean, they're used to maybe parents and players going so far the other direction, trying to promote. You can understand that. If you've got a kid who's really good, you're going to try to promote the kid and do all the social media stuff. This family decided – to go off the grid, and and even to the point of not attending camps. Now, I should share that this kid also plays for Trent Dilfer, who's kind of one of the heads of that Elite 11 in Nashville. So he's got got somebody lobbying for him. But, hey, at first Trent Dilfer apparently told him not to do this. This would be a bad idea. And it's turned out to be great. And he's going to get to go to the Elite 11. So I think he's a pretty good quarterback, but I just thought that was a very interesting decision. I'm not going to go to camps. I find that fascinating.
1: I do too, especially since a lot of these – one issue for a lot of recruits right now, Matt, is that they didn't get exposure last year. Like with the dead period, if schools weren't already recognizing them and talking to their high school coaches watching film – They didn't get to see them up close and personal. That's why when uh, SMU did their Dallas showcase, I believe they had like over 700 kids there. And there were young men that were complaining about, man, we we weren't getting any reps because there was just so, there were so many players trying to get a look from someone. Um, And we give kids a hard time about on Twitter. Like I'm narrowing down to my top 12. Obviously, you know, there's some attention seeking there, but I couldn't imagine being 17 years old and getting all those offers and being able to tweet something and know that a bunch of folks would would engage with it. That would probably not be power and responsibility I would handle well at that age. So I I totally understand why uh, guys get caught up in that.
0: I mean, you and I already tweet and stay on Twitter too much. Think about If we were getting all that attention when we were not that we're getting that much attention, but you know, we can get out there and put our stuff out there, talk about the show, all those kinds of things. Imagine if that was happening to us, Stephen, when our brain wasn't fully formed. Some would argue that mine is still not quite there. Um, but I mean at 16, <laughs> 17 years old, two thousand twenty four kids, Stephen, my my parents made the decision not to send me to any of these camps. <laughs> yeah. um, was that a hard choice? <laughs> Mainly because I wasn't invited to any of them.
1: I was in that same boat. Yeah, we, we boycotted those yeah. camps too.
0: We just said no. Now, one time I was up playing AAU ball, and we had a buddy, and his dad was one of those guys that was sending his kid all over the country, and said, to his, he said to my my dad, do you think Matt would be interested in going to this, What they call it like a five-star or six-star basketball camp. It was a famous camp that they used to run, and it was like one of those Nike, maybe even one of those guys. Who's the who's the guy that was so well known, the 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 Nike guy, the huge guy. You know, his brothers in Vegas, Phil. Phil Knight. No, no, no. That's the that's the founder of uh, <laughs> Nike, Phil Knight. No, no, no. Right, you're, but you're you're thinking right. It's the huge Nike guy who with Jim Howler and all those coaches back in the day. Sonny Vaccaro is who I'm trying to think of. So somebody from that genre. Was uh was was trying to like run some camps or something and they contacted my dad and said, Do You think Matt would like to come? I think dad was kinda like, eh, let's see if he could start for Kaufman <laughs> before I start sending him new New Jersey for like a six star camp.
1: Your dad let's seemed see to have a pretty good some some parents that were former athletes, they they don't have a great perspective, but your dad seemed to have a pretty good handle on yeah on your abilities.
0: Well I I I quit football after eighth grade. Just focused on basketball and tennis, and you know, you think Dad would be like upset because he was a college football player. Dad, I think Dad was kind of like, well, probably pretty good decision, probably a pretty smart decision to to leave football. I mean, I was getting, I mean, Stephen, I was still tiny, uh, short wise, not not skinny, but short in eighth grade, and getting there was a guy who ended up playing at La Tech and every day Greg Davidson was his name and he would just crush me and i have bruises up and down my body so getting out of football was not was not a really a bad decision by me at that point okay Stephen, a uh, lot going on today i do want to tell our people that we're going to we're going to have at uh, 320 today james akinjo is going to join us big time transfer woo Big-time transfer from Arizona coming to the Baylor Bears. And this is an exciting guest. And uh, he's going to be on with us at 320. There's some thought, Stephen, that he'll just step right in and, you know, fill the shoe. Now, nobody can – Davion Mitchell, the, the kind of defender that he was, Butler. I mean, these people were amazing. So you can't just fill the shoes. But you could come in there with Flagler and and Meyer coming back. And all those guys, I mean, this is going to be a really fun team. L.J. Cryer, Everyday John, Chama Chachwa. I mean, this is going to be a really fun, fun team to watch. So James Akinjo, and the big news today, one of the reasons we're having him on is the NCAA gave him a waiver that he can play this season. You might ask, why? I thought everybody could make one-time transfer. Well, this is his, this will be his third school. He started at Georgetown, played as a true freshman, um, and played a lot. And then the next year started the season and for whatever reason decided to leave. We won't delve into that too much, but I'll ask a little bit about that. Then he goes to Arizona, has a really nice season last year under Sean Miller and that bunch, and then decides he wants to leave. And so he's going to become a Baylor Bear. And, boy, they tell me, Stephen, he can flat-out play. whoa This guy can get with it. So, James Akinjo will join us uh, in our second segment of the day, which will begin at 3.20. Stephen, is there any – who is the biggest transfer that TCU brought in? Is it the kid from Texas Tech? reason I ask, of course, Stephen is a proud TCU graduate. Um, His coach, uh, Jamie, is – Jamie Dixon was just announced as like the coach of the under-19 Olympic team. And also, Stephen, I I wanted to congratulate TCU. They got their punishment today by the NCAA, and it it was really nothing. It was a a slap on the wrist. I think think, um, somehow they're going to withhold 1% of their basketball recruiting budget. Mm -hmm. 1% will be taken away from this. They're not going to lose any scholarships. And the guy that took the fall for this, and maybe he deserved to. They caught him up there in Vegas taking some money or something like that. Got a five-year show cause slapped on him. Steven, congratulations. It looks like the Horn Frogs will live to fight another day.
1: Basketball school, baby. That's right. We're cheating. Not, not getting too far with it, but we we're cheating. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's Micah Peavy from Texas Tech. They've taken in a lot of guys, though. They turned over, other than Mike Miles, and uh, Eddie Lampkin, who's another young guy that's going to play in the post, they, they really turned over their entire roster. So I would say uh, Micah Peavy, who was a freshman last year at Tech, averaged about seven points a game, uh, but showed a lot of promise, was a big-time recruit. And then they also got Maxwell Evans from Vandy, who is uh, a grad transfer, and he averaged 12 points a game, was a point guard, sort of led the offense. So I think those are the nice. two biggest players that they scooped up yeah. in, in free agency, I so feel to feel speak. Like-
0: I feel like almost every graduate from Vandy is named Maxwell. (laughs) Okay, um, James Akinjo is next on Mosley and Simcox.
2: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 73 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of a passing shower. 93 for the high with a heat index of 99 and partly to mostly cloudy on Friday with a 50% chance of showers and a few storms as a cold front moves through and a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
3: recently on The John Moore Show.
2: Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league.
3: Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m.
4: here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmer's Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmer's Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We
1: are farmers
0: Having a tough time paying your bills? Learn how to reduce your credit card debt to a fraction of what you owe. Call the Debt Helpline now for free advice. 800-329-9912,
4: 800-329-9912. Come join us. Halmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Halmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Halmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to houndmet.com slash join us. Search Wakeover for a Complete Listing. We're fighting
2: hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Gear. Guaranteed. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up. Maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, You don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakehair Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com.
1: Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education
4: Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today.
3: Forgetting a birthday isn't Alzheimer's.
2: Forgetting your own birthday might be.
3: Trouble remembering a name isn't Alzheimer's.
2: Forgetting your child's name might be.
3: If someone you love shows signs of Alzheimer's, start a conversation. You may be their best hope for a better quality of life. Learn the signs at dshs.texas.gov Alzheimer's. See the signs, start a conversation. Funded by the Texas Department of State Health Services.
4: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. With Trey Young out, the Hawks had to fill the void, and they did, beating the Bucks soundly 110-88. They tied the East Finals at two games each. Tonight in the NBA, the Suns get another chance to close out the West Finals, leading that series 3-2. Suns at the Clippers, 8 o'clock tip tonight. Game two of the Stanley Cup finals tonight. Montreal at Tampa Bay. The Lightning lead that series 1-0. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Astros have lost three in a row, losing to Baltimore 13-3. Astros will try and get off the slide and avoid the sweep tonight hosting Baltimore 7-10 first pitch. Rangers on a four-game winning streak. They'll try to keep it going tonight at the A's 8-40 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes,
3: only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: I'm doing good. You doing just? You just doing just good? Why are you
5: recording me?
1: Coach? what's going on? You about to feel great because the wave is cleared. You playing this <laughs> <here.
5: laughs> year. Hey, I'll you right back. <laughs>
1: hey, let me call you right back, <laughs> hey, coach. Right <laughs> people. Hey, right <laughs> Who you about to call, bro? Oh, oh it's just man, breaking man. on my phone. Jay's a kid. I'm just Joe has. My dad about this last night. That little keeping went heavy on the tour. Let me
5: call
1: you right back, coach. All right, fell.
2: Congratulations, bro!
5: Congratulations!
3: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley.
0: Oh, that was the video, uh, James Akinjo. He did not know that was going to go worldwide. Uh, the Baylor's uh, transfer guard and the waiver goes through today. The NCAA uh, that uh, James Akinjo can be. Ready to play. He's eligible immediately for the Baylor Bears. James, they they sort of got you, didn't they?
5: Yeah, no, they they got me. He really got me. Uh, I thought it was. I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Uh, he called me about two times. I answered, and he just Facetimed me out of nowhere, so uh, I had no idea. Especially when Coach Tang started recording me, kind of threw me off. But I was really excited to hear the news.
0: Yeah, that was the news you were waiting on. I also like that you were trying to get off the phone and call some folks. You wanted to share it. Is it. James, had that been something? Were you, were you pretty optimistic? Uh, how did you feel about it? And, and It sounded like from just that short little video that maybe some folks in your family had been uh, worrying about this a little bit. Was it just a huge relief?
5: Uh, yeah, uh, I was pretty optimistic. I thought I had a strong case. And uh, you know, I, I put I put God first uh, before anything. So, you know, I just been praying to God every night about this, and you know, I trust in God, and I think He has a plan for me and my family, and you know, this program here at Baylor. So, you know, I was real pretty optimistic about it, and uh, I was I wouldn't say it was something that was weighing heavy on me, like I said in the video. I mean, uh, it, it was just kind of ironic. Cause I was just talking to my family the night before about it, and uh, I was really just hoping that it went through, and uh, you know. Every day we talk, we try not to have it, uh, you know, wearing heavy on me. I try to just keep my head down and just get better with the guys here every day. But uh, definitely hearing that news was a a real big relief, and I'm real excited I went through. And I can't thank anybody but God and and compliance here that that helped me.
0: You know, it's uh, talking to James Akinjo, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. And uh, it's pretty cool to join a national championship winning team. Uh, no pressure at all now of course all Baylor fans and I'm an alum we're talking about repeats and all of that what was that uh, James what when you were um, I'm just trying to get back to your decision making process what were you thinking when Baylor won that national title and kind of where was your uh, where was your head take me back to that process and then the moment you saw them them do that what what uh, what were you thinking
5: uh, I remember watching them in a the national championship game, and everybody witnessed their run. Uh, I remember thinking, because uh, at the time you know, I was still at Arizona, I remember thinking, man, it'd be really fun to play against them, you know, because the way they guards play, they real play real fast, real up and down, and they, they get into you like the way I like to play. So you know, me as being a competitor, I was thinking it would be real fun to play against them. I had no idea. Uh, obviously, Sean Miller would be uh, let go, especially the way you know the way he did. And so I was I was still all in with Arizona, so I was never thinking. That I would end up playing here, so it was kind of crazy, but uh, you know when Sean got let go after you know kind of going through transgressions and you know we felt it was the best decision to you know transfer, then I definitely thought about Baylor you know as soon as I decided that I was gonna uh you know take my talent somewhere else Baylor was definitely uh one of the first schools that came to mind because of the way they play, and I definitely see myself playing here in the system, and you know ironically and God willingly thank thank God it was one of the first schools that reached out. So uh, that
0: that's kind of how that went. And Sean Miller, the coach at Arizona, who was uh, let go there, and then you made your decision. Now, uh, James, you know, there will be people who they saw, oh, wait, this guy's been at Georgetown. Oh, now he's been in Arizona. Is he a guy that likes to go from place to place? Um, do you how, how do you answer that, you know, sort of uh, any kind of criticism that comes with, well, this is his third school? Is it just one of those things that, hey, it hasn't, just different circumstances out of your control have happened to sort of cause this?
5: Uh, you know, me being from a lot from, even my route, even getting to, you know, high-level college basketball hasn't been easy. Uh, I've been, able, I've been you know, having a hard route my whole life. And I think those people, if you pay close attention to my unique situations, uh, they'll see that I'm a, I'm a loyal guy and I'm a guy that, you know, if given the opportunity, you're going to stick it out wherever I go. You know, that's one thing I was built upon. That's one thing I was raised upon, and that's loyalty. Uh, Like I said, you know, I feel like I'm built for, you know, tough situations. And unfortunately, you know, God – unfortunately, you know, I've been put in situations where, you know, I've had to play through different programs. But I believe in everything happening for a reason. I know this is all God's plan. So, you know, I don't really answer those criticisms. I think the guys, you know, whoever criticizes, me, you got to pay attention to my unique situation – and uh, you know, I just go out there and play, play hard as I can for my coach, my teammates, and, you know, hopefully, you know, our team can get some wins this year and, and we can let our wins do the talking and let my game speak for itself.
0: Okay, once you went in the portal, um, James, what was the uh, – who was the first coach from Baylor that you you heard from? I mean, uh, Scott is known as a relentless recruiter. Jerome's an incredible coach. Brooks, all those guys have a uh, a great uh, Jakus Every one of them do a great job. Who was the first person that contacted you, and, and where did it go from there?
5: Uh, I believe Coach Brooks was the first person that contacted me. Later on that day, I talked to Coach Drew the same day. So it was kind of Coach Brooks and Coach Drew. And uh, you know, not even, I don't think, a week passed. It was on a Zoom call, with every one of the coaches. So they pretty much all reached out as soon as I was in the portal, and they all showed the interest in me. And that's what ultimately led to me being here right now.
0: Was there any other school that was, uh, was it like, did you narrow it down to two or three, or did Baylor take the lead immediately?
5: Baylor took the lead immediately. Uh, I don't think anybody would question the defending national champs. and Not even just that, that they won national champs. I think me being a guard and playing the way I like to play and and the way, you know, they won in the fashion that they won, I don't think that nobody in their right mind would question you know, if I could play here at Baylor. So they immediately took
0: the lead. You know, uh, Coach Tang describes you as the ultimate um, competitor and, and a great teammate, and uh, and, and, and obviously that's going to be important. You know, fitting in with this team, Meyer deciding not to go to the NBA, coming back. These guys like Flagler, uh, Chachua, uh, have you been able to uh, spend some time bonding with your new teammates and – Do you already feel some pretty good chemistry with this crew?
5: Uh, Definitely. Uh, Flag is a guy that, you know, he's a guard like me. So, you know, we compete in in a brotherly way. And, uh, you know, I've been loving, you know, getting a chance to kind of, you know, learn from each other and and go at each other. And, uh, you know, Jonathan, you know, uh, he's a a real athletic big, play hard big. And, you know, when I first got here, you know, we was really doing a lot of pick and rolls together and our workouts just kind of get our chemistry down, Pat, because we need to be there all time. But not even just those two, but all the guys who turned all the newcomers up. Uh, we spent a lot of time off the court together, and we spent a lot of time, you know, working out together, you know, getting in at night by ourselves and, and kind of building our chemistry. And uh, so I, I'm definitely liking, you know, my, my, my new teammates, and I think that they like me a lot. And we're just going to try to make this thing work.
0: Talking to, to James Akinjo, Baylor transfer came from Arizona. Now, is that a little bit of a um, a culture shock? You go from uh, Washington D.C., Georgetown area, to uh, Tucson, to Waco, Texas. What? Um, uh, what? Obviously, you grew up. Uh, you're from Oakland, so it was was uh, Waco. Have you adjusted to it? Was it a little different for you at first?
5: Uh, yeah, I adjusted quick. I, I could live anywhere as long as I got a basketball. So, the, you know, the area of Waco, I love. I love Waco. You know, I'm loving the way that they embrace basketball players. And you know, I don't. It don't really matter where I'm playing. You know, I could be anywhere. I could be in Alaska. I mean, basketball, I'd be just fine. So, you know, coming here and living in Waco wasn't a, a big deal for me at all.
0: You know, now coming into your what a kind of main, mainly is kind of like your third year. You had that one little stint at Georgetown in your second year. But uh, where have you found yourself growing the most? I mean, obviously, Baylor asked its guards to buy in to a huge defensive-type mentality. You're someone mm-hmm. who likes to knock down the three. You shot 40% at Arizona. Where, um, where where, has your game matured the most, and where do you have the most room to grow, you think? Uh,
5: I mature the most just with my, my leadership, my, my, my shot selection, and, uh, you know, my decision-making. That's where I matured the most over the years, just continue to get stronger my way, you know, just every year. And uh, I feel like I could really come in and help this team with my playmaking ability and my shot making. Like you said, I think one thing that's really underrated about my game is my playmaking ability. Uh, if you look at the numbers, you know, six assists, you know, the Pac-12, I think that, you know, playing with these guys here, I got the opportunity to maybe have a, you know, double-digit assist, you know, with the talent that we have on this team this year. So that's where I've grown the most, I feel like.
0: Okay, and what about like when you watched uh, a guy like Davion Mitchell and Butler and they got with it and got up in people's faces and you saw Davion Mitchell's probably going to be a uh, top-ten draft pick, the defensive side of the ball. Has that always been a big part of your game or have you grown a lot even since you were at Georgetown? <clears throat> where, where where are you uh, defensively? Uh, I think
5: that's another part of my game uh, that's underrated, is my, my, my defense, especially on primary ball handlers. Um, I'm very good, you know, on the ball. Uh, I can really move my feet and stand in front of quick guards. And, uh, you know, I need to work on, you know, I, I think I made strides with getting better off the ball, but on the ball, I think if people really watch me and watch the way I move my feet and keep guys in front, uh, you know, that, 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 that's something that you know, I'm really good at doing. But in this system, you know, I think that my defense, everybody will be able to see it and, and you know, understand how good I am defensively even more. Because of the way we play, I'll be able to get into guys more, playing the pass lanes and just be more aggressive on defense here in this system.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want you to stay a couple of years, but if you go crazy next year and go in the draft, we'll forgive you, okay, James? <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, what, what is it, by the way, about Oakland, guys? Oakland, California. Player, there's so many incredible guards come out of there and, and basketball players in general. I think, it, you know, Dame Lillard obviously is the first name lately that comes to mind. But, I mean, great, great point guards have come out of Oakland. Is it something in the water? Is it something about that town, that city? What What is it uh, about it that place?
5: Is, it definitely is uh, it's tough. Uh, you, you, you can't be soft growing up. I think one thing we got, you know, that's underrated is our toughness. Coming from Oakland. And, uh, you know, Oakland is not like the rest of California. And no disrespect to, you know, no other place in California, but Oakland is different. Oakland is Oakland. So, you know, when you come to Oakland, it's like a whole different world. You know, you got to stand on your own two feet, Every you know, from, from being young on up. So I think we got uh, a great sense of toughness. And those who are focused and want to play basketball, I think that our focus and our drive gives us an edge because we feel as though we're underrated and we use that. You know, we look at Dan, you look at G P, Jay Payton, you look at Jason Kidd, you know, you look at you look at me. You know, I think we all play with that chip on our shoulder and we all use that as us being underrated as motivation. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, I'm next in line when it comes to great point guards coming from Oakland and I appreciate what all the other great guards have, have done for me and, and for the upcoming.
0: Well, it is an incredible part of the country for basketball, and I love what you're saying, that, that maybe that is a mindset. Jason Kidd just became the uh, coach of the Mavs, by the way, as you've seen. Uh, it is James Akinjo joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Go ahead, Stephen.
1: James, obviously you're a great scorer, uh, and you mentioned Dame and some of the guys from Oakland. Who are your some of your favorite current NBA players to watch? And uh, I guess you try to model your game after some of those guys.
5: I always try to model my game. After any guard, I like to just take bits and pieces from guards I like and kind of, you know, I I think I got my own unique play style. Obviously, I can shoot the ball really well. So I'm trying to add range on my jump shot, you know, so I watch Dame a lot and the way that he shoots from deep and his pick and roll and how he can shoot. And his footwork off pick and roll, the way he shoots. Obviously, I like Chris Paul, the way he runs the team, his leadership, things like that. And I like Kyrie with his hands on his his creative finishing ability. So those are just some of the guards that I watch. I watch a lot of guards
0: though, but those are the main three. Yeah, I uh, I, I tell you, it's those are some uh, those are some big time players. Where's what where do you got your range out to? Are you shooting it from like twenty five feet? Are you comfortable out there? 30, or are you already kind of doing it from the NBA range? 30. 30
5: feet. That's that's where I'm comfortable at right now. That's 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 my comfortable range right now. And as long as we'll get deeper like I keep working out through the summer. But, you know, that's one thing we rep a lot. And that's one thing that, you know, you guys gonna see when watching me play and watching us play. I think that's something that all our guards possess. Uh our coaching staff do a great job of you know, you know, one thing about Baylor Guards is that, you know, you watch them, they all had an identity. You know, if you pay attention to Jared and Davion, you know, they all had different games but you could see similarities in all their games. And that's what we have with our guards this year. And, uh, we all shoot it from deep, so that's one thing that you guys gonna see a display when y'all see us play.
0: Now, in a three-point shooting contest with nobody on you, I've always heard Cryer might win one of those because he's got—he's, uh, you know, he's obviously a pure shooter. But Flagler, Akinjo, um, let's throw Meyer in. Let's throw Meyer in because he loves to shoot it from deep as well. Uh, and I, I hope I'm not missing anybody. You can throw any other guard you want in there. Uh, who wins, like, just against air? Just, just if you just shot a hundred threes, who would win that battle?
5: You got to come in and see, man. <laughs> I can't disclose that. You have to come in and see.
0: Oh, just come watch it. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll certainly be. What do you think of uh, when you saw Myers' mullet in person? Is it majestic? <laughs> What what, uh, what kind of impression did you have of that?
5: Man, uh, that is nice. It looked it look real good in person. Uh, it looked like the same. It looked on TV. No different. But uh, it's him. It's, it's his identity. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's him. And, you know, we love it because we love Magic. So, you know, we love him being him. So, I like it.
0: Well, hey, listen, this is going to be a lot of fun this year. And, uh, you know, you guys have a huge target now because you won the title but uh, James you sound like a guy who doesn't mind that doesn't mind stepping right. into a place where everybody will be shooting uh for you and I bet if you were a Warriors fan growing up you knew what that team that team had a big target when it was uh going strong so uh James we're excited for you and uh, cannot uh, all the coaches have been bragging on you and congratulations on getting the news! You are officially eligible to be a member of the 2021-22 Baylor Bears. Congratulations!
5: it. our am Happy to be here.
0: All right, there he is, James Akinjo, the newest member of the Baylor Bears, playing guard. Steven, does that get you? I mean, I know, I know you. You know you. You can't take too much of the Bears being on top in basketball, from uh, but. Um, did he say? Did I hear him say like when I said who would win the contest? Did he say come watch, or did what, what did he what did he say? He said then? you just got
1: to come see it, Matt. You oh, just have to come see I it.
0: love it. You got to come see it. I thought he may shed some light on. You know, I was trying to get Crier in there. Who are their best shooters? Flagler, Crier, Akinjo, Meyer. Who am I missing, Stephen? There's got to be somebody. Um. From that team, they've lost. They lost three of the guards mm-hmm. to the NBA. We don't know if Everyday John's going to expand his game. I bet George. I think Love Day can actually shoot it from deep, but we won't. Yeah. We're not going to really include him.
1: We don't get the impression Kendall Brown's more of a more of a scorer, right? Long and athletic. I mean, I'm sure he can shoot, but I wouldn't think he. I didn't get the impression he was just a dead eye shooter coming in.
0: I think he's scary good. I mean, you know, the thing Baylor's going to have to get these guys to 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 buy into is because. That guy could play point guard. The guy you just mentioned, Brown, like he's yep. capable from
1: Sunrise Christian in Kansas. He's capable
0: yeah. of handling the ball, but I don't get the feeling Mr. Akinjo is going to be like, "Here, I'm going to go over here and play in the corner and wait on somebody to get me the ball." This man seems like a young man who wants to have the ball in his hands. Didn't you get that impression?
1: Yes, I definitely got that impression. I mean, averaging, you know, close to 20 points a game in Arizona, Obviously, he's a dude that's, that's used to creating his own shot and running, running the show, running the offense.
0: By the way, I excitedly, once I found out we were having Akinjo on, Stephen, the greatness of Central National Bank. Of course, I told Brian Fondville, executive vice president over there, who also handles graphics for us, should we pay him? Should we sit? I feel like we should maybe pay him a little something on the side. Uh, he, he ran off to find like the perfect Akinjo photo. All right, maybe Baylor. You think Baylor would send us something, Stephen? Anyway, we'll have the beautiful graphic of our guest, James Akinjo. I, I am excited. Now, he spent a season at Georgetown. Then he played seven games and decided he was done there. And, you know, I remember, I didn't want to bring this up with him, Stephen, but Bayheim said some stuff when that happened. And it was really, I, I remember Beheim just thinking, what a jerk. What a jerk. And, and I just was revisiting that, getting ready for this interview, and that's who Bayheim was talking about. He was talking about Akinjo. And Bayheim was mouthing off. I would, boy, I hope Baylor and Syracuse run into each other in the tournament and Akinjo takes it to Bayheim. Wouldn't you love that, Steven? Bayheim deserves it, man. I'm sorry. He might be the greatest coach, maybe one of the greatest college coaches ever. But I am not a fan of a guy who constantly takes pokes at college kids, other people's players. Even he's ripping other people's players. All right, Stephen, that is uh, that is our visit with uh, James Akinjo. Stephen, are you glad I didn't bring that up with James? I think <laughs> yeah, that that's probably bad. that's probably a good call. Okay, all right. You know me, I can't. I was almost ready to take it there, but I decided not to. James Akinjo, Stephen, I think he got kind of a kick uh, out, you know, a couple of times. You know what I mean? Having a little fun.
1: Got oh, yeah, he definitely lump. he got yeah. a few laughs out of that.
0: James. Okay. I just wanted James to – his first time with us, you know, I wanted it to be a really kind of a, a good experience for him. We'll get – David K will give us some feedback on uh, how it went. No, no, I thought it went fine. I love uh, – I'm really excited about seeing James Akinjo. Steven, we've got a lot to uh, – got a lot to finish up with here. And, and you and I need to talk about tonight's game. We have a – I feel like kind of a historic – Game six in the NBA. It's going to happen tonight.
1: We got breaking news on Giannis coming back as well.
0: Oh no! I hope it's not bad.
1: Find Giannis, out. <laughs> format
0: I know. I don't feel like bad doing that. Just say it. Go ahead and say it. And then we'll come back and respond. What happened? Okay. Yeah. It's a news sounder. It's a uh, breaking news sounder.
1: Okay. It's positive news. Oh, good. Um, good. There is no structural damage. To Giannis's knee, he hyperextended it. They did MRI tests today, and there's no structural damage to his knee. So still no timetable on how long he would be out, Matt. But uh, according to Zach Lowe and Woj at ESPN, it's not a torn ACL, not a torn meniscus. Everything is still intact. It's just a matter of how quickly he can. Uh, I guess, bounced back from hyperextending his knee last night.
0: Well, the Warriors sent KD back out there with, like, no leg. Remember that? They're just like, get out there and play. Get, get your rear out there
1: and play. Lasted well, about a quarter.
0: <laughs> KD left them because of that. Like, I'm out of here. You guys mistreated me. And uh, so we'll just hope for the best. Boy, how about those Hawks last night? How
4: about those Hawks? All right, we'll talk some NBA next. Central Texas, what's happening? It's your boy Q, and I want to invite you out to walk on Sports Bistro and Bar this Friday from 11 to 2. Unnecessary Roughness will broadcast all the way live and send you into the 4th of July weekend the right way. Friday, July 2nd from 11 to 2 with ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Recently on Game Time.
3: We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson.
4: Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together really good program with really good coaches and players every year you know i'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now and it's it's making me smile but it makes me want to go
3: back and get another one game time weekdays 4 to 6 p.m on espn central texas now my business hours are whenever my customers need me business is changing usps is changing with it Find out how at usps.com slash newroutes. The United States Postal Service. Priority you.
4: For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today.
2: Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender.
0: My money. Let's talk about Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. One of the hottest months of the year is on its way. Alan Samuels turning up the heat, making the hottest deals around. The new lineup of Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiat. It's Ram Spotlight Days. Ram's the 3 peak motor trend truck of the year, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. The Ram trucks are the top safety pick for tricks named uh, trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great looking, always reliable, built to haul, just the truck that gives you everything you need. That's the 2021 Ram Trucks. And uh well, Ram truck owners always loyal to the brand. Steven, that's that's like us with Eminem Broadcasting. Always loyal to the brand. The Jeep Freedom Days are going on now. Jeep see the most decorated SUVs available. Jeep is built tough as nails and able to stand up to any challenging off-road trails or city roads. Or your next great adventure. All right, let's take advantage of some of these unbelievable deals. Out, Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. With Trey Young out, the Hawks had to fill the void, and they did, beating the Bucks soundly, 110 to 88. They tied the East Finals at two games each. Tonight in the NBA, the Suns get another chance to close out the West Finals, leading that series 3 to 2. Suns at the Clippers, 8 o'clock tip tonight. Game two of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Montreal at Tampa Bay. The Lightning lead that series 1-0. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Astros have lost three in a row, losing to Baltimore 13-3. Astros will try and get off the slide and avoid the sweep tonight, hosting Baltimore 7-10 first pitch. Rangers on a four-game winning streak. They'll try to keep it going tonight at the A's 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central
3: Texas.
0: Stones for you. Lots to, a uh, lot to get, lot to get to today, and uh, you'll have more time, game time with Tommy Barfield. Uh, Stephen, if y'all need me for anything, I mean, I can always hang around. If Tom wants me, you know, do a do a segment or two. I don't know. Run it by him. Just say, Tom, do you want Mosley for a little bit? See what he says.
1: Just stay connected. Right. Stay there, and we'll just come to you when we when we want. All
0: right. All right. I'm just going to stay here and see and you. Yeah, if y'all don't need me, don't come to me, but I'm just going to stay here posted the <laughs> rest of the afternoon. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry, thank you so much. Craig Cherry, known him since we were in law school together. He was a Baylor undergrad, just like I was. Had an illustrious law school career. And uh, Baylor Law School puts out some tremendous litigators. My dad's one of them, in fact, out of Kaufman County. But um, uh, Craig Cherry has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients during his legal career, and the success he's achieved for his clients is doing no small part. Stephen, listen to this. Ingenuity and relentless tenacity. If you need someone to fight for you out there, Craig Cherry is the one to do it. He is now part of a prestigious law firm called Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. But Craig continues to be right there in Central Texas for his clients. All right, so let me give you a couple of ways to get a hold of him. There's 254-651-3690. That's uh, 254-651-3690, or you can go to the website swclaw.com. All right, Stephen, lots to get to, not the least of which is uh, that that news broke. And um, I'm sure you did a sounder during the Morris hour that Todd Harbour is retiring as the Baylor track and field coach. I know he's going to be on with you guys game time, game time with uh, with uh, touchdown Tommy Barfield. Stephen, what time is that? About 530 this afternoon? Does that sound right to you?
1: That's correct. 530. Mm hmm.
0: This is big news. I mean, Todd waited forever. Clyde had like a 70-year career. Clyde Hart was the Baylor track and field coach forever and did an incredible job, and my gosh, had all these Olympic runners. But Harbour was a great, great athlete in his own right. Todd Harbour could flat-out run the long distance. In fact, one of the miles he ran back in the day was some kind of collegiate record. He ran a 3 51 or something like that, or a 350, it was insane. Todd Harbour could flat out get it done. And some of our friends, Steven, like Tyler Cooper, they ran for him. Todd's been with the Baylor program for years and years. So, anyway, that's tough to say goodbye, but uh, congratulations to Todd Harbour. I mean, I still think of Todd as a pretty young guy, but I guess if I do the math, he was putting up those numbers in the late 70s, early 80s, so he has to be approaching 60. But yeah. Uh, and I
1: mean, I'll tell you, Matt, like those track seasons. And I know Coach Hart did it for a long, long time, but it's so long. Like you, you're running in the fall, cross country starts like in early August. And then, I mean, J-Mo talked with Coach Harbour just a week ago when he was at the Olympic trials. And it's like late June, early July. He's still with his athletes, obviously, as they go through, you know, races and events of the Olympic trials. So it's just, it's a long haul uh, yeah. to, to be a track coach like that.
0: Sounds like you're ready to put Todd in the retirement home.
1: <laughs> Todd, take some time off, brother.
0: Matt, he just broke down. He couldn't do it any longer. <laughs> he just fell apart. He
1: popped. He finally popped.
0: <laughs> we love you, Todd. You had great, hey, you're still putting out great runners. Who did we have on the other day? Aaliyah Miller? Aaliyah Miller. Whoa. National McKinney, champion. Texas, mm-hmm. Yes, national champion. She'll be an Olympian at some point. Didn't quite make it this time, but she's big time. She'll be back. And she's from McKinney, so that's half the battle. All right, Stephen. The other thing we had—let me look at my time here. Oh, we're running up against it. Um, this, this Giannis Antetokounmpo news you had—will you uh, please redo that for us? We did it kind of going into the break. You don't have to hit the breaking news sounder this time. No, or you can. You can. Um, no structural damage. No structural damage in that knee. Now. What are they saying on his availability for this next game, game five or game, yeah, 2-2, two, two, right? Right. Ti- t-
1: yeah, timetable's uncertain. He's day-to-day, but no structural damage. Hyperextended that knee last night, uh, but the, the further testing, the scans were good, so nothing torn. So timetable unknown, but I, I would think if he can manage the pain, he might give it a go, but we saw – Trey Young last night uh, was out. Of course, Atlanta still won that game. He had a bone bruise, so we'll have to see. I guess how he responds over the next couple of days.
0: Do you do you like how people respond on Twitter to uh, injuries, and they're just like, "Gutted! I'm gutted! I'm oh, I'm dying for Giannis. This is the worst moment of my life." And then like, <laughs> the announcer goes, "Marv's like, oh, there he is back on the bench. Giannis, the Kumpo back on the bench." <laughs> like. He's getting ready to come back in. Everybody on Twitter, I'm gutted. I can't believe we just watched a man's career end. No, don't show the replay.
1: It's okay.
0: I can't watch it. I can't believe they showed that. Steven, I've had worse happen in, like, church league stuff. I mean, it wasn't great, but, I mean, it wasn't anything that, like, drove me into the grave. Oh, his knee. His knee went the wrong Stephen. Steven. I mean, my gosh, you've had stuff happen at the McGregor YMCA. <laughs> There's probably not one of those. Either. There's
1: not, but if there was, I would have I would have had some nicks and bruises for sure.
0: Did y'all ever have a family life center out there at First Baptist uh, McGregor? Or oh, not? Or yeah. College, college Avenue. Yeah, we had a
1: family life center. The potluck for the 20th anniversary of it was one of the greatest potlucks of all time.
0: Once you, if the if the Baptists could get a gym like an indoor facility like that, then you could really bring in the members with the families and all that. The Family Life Center was a product of the eighties. Where I was from, they shot it down first, but then they did get one. They've got a Family Life Center now.
1: Yeah, there were there were some contentious business meetings in the nineties when it broke ground, but apparently it it passed.
0: <laughs> They're going to raise our taxes. <laughs> They're going to raise our offering.
1: I know that might shock you that there were contentious business meetings at a Southern Baptist church in a small town.
0: Why do we need basketball here? We don't need basketball. They've got outdoor hoops down the straight. Okay, uh, Stephen, everybody have a great afternoon. Give Tom my best. Stephen, I'll still be here by the mic if you or Tom need me, okay, to provide depth and commentary. Uh, Stephen, have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock.